The following is a presentation of the wide open. Someone talked over my intro. Someone talked over my intro. <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody. Let's go, friends. You all, everybody. You all, everybody. Acting like it's stupid people when it's fancy I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together. Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're going to die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back. Hey, we are back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. And last week was a first for us, with the exception of the couple month break we took when my mom passed away. It was the first time we ever missed a show. And sorry about that. My internet was out for four days. So I could not record. I apologize to everyone out there. And that one guy that messaged me saying, you guys need to come back. Sorry, we're back. We're back. Well, why'd you make him sound like an ass? He's our one fan. He, you should make, <laughs> uh, make him give him like a British accent or something. Make him sound classy. <laughs> You're right. Don't respect. Don't disrespect yeah. the tens of other fans we have. Yeah, right. bro, the guy bothered to write He's it. not our only he nice No, no, he was yeah. great. I'm not like, making fun. Use this voice be like, come on, guys, I need you. Yeah, make him sound like, like sexy like Desmond or something. Come on. Be like, I love your podcast. <laughs> there, <we go. laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love you. Come back, brother. <laughs> well, we are back. Everyone is here. Fuge does. Keith, Jess, me. We're back to tackle episode three of season three, further instructions. Uh, let's get these deets out of the way before we dump into it. I uh, dropped on October 18th, 2006, one week since the last episode. So Jess, let me ask you, um, is there ever a time outside of the big breaks in the series that they take a week off in between can we drop this part of the episode where we talk about what they, how many weeks it's been since the previous episode? Like, do we ever have that again? Uh, yeah, I think that from this point on, the uh, when the show is on, it's on. When it's not, it's not. So, like, it's either being grouped from here on in. Okay, so, you know, maybe we'll drop that. So, going forward, you can just assume it's either one week since the last episode or... They took a big ass break and came back like three months later. So, uh, this was directed by Stephen Williams, his tenth, uh, written by Carlton Cuse and Liz Sarnoff. Kind of interesting. Carlton. I thought that these people will have to smoke to do this episode because it was whack. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton's cheating on Damon with Liz Sarnoff. I don't know. You didn't like. So you didn't like the episode, Keith. No, no, I liked it. It was just, it was just out there. 
Uh, wacky. Yes. I mean, was it was it any more out there than anything else they've done? Yeah, it was it was probably the most out there in my opinion, but we'll get into it later. Really? All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's throw this out because every member of the starring cast was in this episode except one. Anyone catch who was not? Saeed. No, he was in it. No, we saw him. I don't think we saw Jack. Jack was yeah, in Jack. He was in line with Kate and uh, Sawyer. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. I, for, I forgot about okay. the airport um, scene. Yeah. yeah, most of them aren't in this episode, but they're in the fl- in the the sh- ocean the flashback scene or the um, dream sequence. Was Saeed in there? Yeah, he he was. Saeed, Saeed was there. He yeah. actually was mentioned by name. Yeah, he explicitly said like Saeed's got it handled. Um, Jesse, you know who it is, right? Uh, Don't fucking no. say Vincent the dog. I will. Punch <laughs> you Let, it, let's it, just it. say it's the one person in the opening credits that John has not met yet. Oh, is it? Uh, no. Oh, is it? Is it? It's Ben. No, he was in. This, ben was in it. He was in the oh, dream. Yeah, Juliet. Yeah, ben Juliet. There you go. Elizabeth oh, Mitchell. we didn't see Juliet. Okay. okay. So, all right. Uh, special guest star just for you, Fuge. Ian Summerholder as Boone Carlisle back. And there's a great clip on the podcast where they're talking about him coming back. And someone asked the question if Shannon will ever be back. I almost pulled yeah. it, but I'm like, does that mean, does that mean Shannon's going to be back? That's what I want to know. Because if so, we're going to have a party on this episode. I'm, <laughs> drinks are on the house and it's going to be a fun night. Keith, 100% that Shannon comes back. I can promise I you that. So. I hope All so. right. Look forward to that day there, Keith. <laughs> and I know I know the last time she comes back. Um, I don't know. Is there a time between this and the last time, Jess? Or do we not even want to say? Um, well, I think her major appearance this season is the most one of the most divisive episodes in Lost History. So it'll be fun either way. Like yes. you either gonna hate it or you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Is that expose that you're talking about? What? Is that her turn in expose? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, Guest starring the great. I love love how you guys uh, really, you you just like throw things out there now, assuming that you're like, it's cool that he knows this, but it's not going to spoil anything. Are you spoiled? Yes and no, but it's a flashback. You have to assume that that stuff's coming back, right? Well, let me ask the even bigger question. Does in future, are you spoiled? Am I spoiled? No. Do you have any clue what Jesse and I are talking about? I vaguely remember, but I'm probably wrong. You remember, Daz? Not not, not entirely, no. Good, good, no. good. See, I like this, Jess. We can have full conversations. But if it's expose, yeah, yeah. that's like, is that like... But, uh, what if we did remember it? Did well, then you? you've seen it before. It's not really spoiling it. You've already seen it. You're just triggering a memory of a thing you to memory. You are like, it's fine. (laughs) So uh, let's just go through this guest starring the great Chris Mulkey. More on him later as Mike Virginia Morris as Jan and Justin Chartwin as Eddie. Is he the guy from shameless? I was trying to figure out who the hell this guy is. is. He was her boyfriend, like in the first couple seasons. He he was uh, Jimmy or whatever. Yeah. I actually looked him up on like IMDb. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? And I did not see that on there. Yeah, I think that's what he's from. You didn't see Shameless on there? 
No, mm. it was probably there. I just didn't comprehend it. So, oh no, he's he's definitely from Shameless. No, I'm just saying I didn't see it like when I was scrolling through the shows. Yeah. Like, so the stoned, the co-stars so. for this is Joel Himlock, who played the sheriff, and uh, Dion Donahue, who played Kim, the male marijuana guard. So, I guess they gave him the name Kim. All right. Um, All right. and before we start, uh, uh, Keith, you are in Missouri right now, aren't you? I am in Kansas City, yes. So you're in Missouri. Last episode, you were in Omaha. You've recorded this from Indiana. You've recorded from Puerto Rico. When I skipped a show when I was in Phoenix, and then I just got back from Vegas um, yesterday. But I'm just saying, like, you bring us with you on all these crazy trips you go on. You're always... You are... uh, You're a trooper, man, because... I think what can I say? I actually like this show. Now and this podcast. Daz recorded right. once from Michigan, right? Didn't she, Daz? Yep. Maybe so, twice. So that just leaves Future Jess and I as the losers who don't I, I haven't left my house in three years. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I'll be right here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so this uh, and, and, and is no place gunner. like home. You and so will Gunner because that's the only place the equipment is. <laughs> Not true. I recorded uh, my Marvel podcast from New York. I, I brought all the stuff and recorded an episode outside by a pool. It's kind of nice. Ooh. Too bad it wasn't. I, I liked it when Keith, I think he recorded from Puerto Rico once. Yeah, right? that was awesome. and the view was nice in Puerto Rico. Yeah. That was awesome. That but show beat the cricket. Nothing will beat the crickets in my backyard in the first three episodes. That Puerto Rico that cool show. Too. I no, was it the Puerto Rico show or was one of the shows we had that was before Jesse joined us, and it was all four of us in four different time zones. Oh yeah. Weird. Oh, you're right. That was awesome. So I right, this covers day 68, and it says lock centric episodes. So Ah uh, man, let's just dive into this, Keith. This oh, and by the you. way, Doss, I was in L.A. Um, on Tuesday. Thanks for giving him a call. I was <laughs> at the airport. He wasn't going to come there and see me. But anyways, go ahead. My uh, my wife keeps kicking around the idea of going to uh, going to California. I'm giving you a call, Doss, if I do. Grab some. Come, yeah, it's fun, dude. We will we will have a blast. If he, if any of you guys come out to California, come out to Los Angeles. Uh, in particular, I will show you guys around and show you a great time. We'll go to the best restaurants, go to the best beaches, drink oh. the best drinks. It'll be fun. I had my wife at beach. Hey, of all the people that um, travel, like, you know, I'll, I'll take you in account. Oh, totally. No, I'm serious. I love showing people around L.A. It's a lot of fun. And it's a city you need, a, a, you need um, like, someone to kind of, lead you through it you need a virgil to lead you through the nine rings of hell we should we should just do our uh our season finale there season three yeah maybe I, uh, la is a you know big character setting in this in this show so jess would you fly out to california for the finale uh, maybe i'll think about it have you ever been to la jesse i've been to the airport i went to uh Thailand and I flew out, flew there and then. Holy shit. Out, when did you go to Thailand? Yeah. That's pretty tight. It was like uh, six years ago or so. Did you get tattoos? 
No, I did not. <laughs> How can you go you to Thailand? You were inspired by Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> How did yeah. you not get any you just tattoos? Had to go on your own pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. I, that that recounted my whole trip. So when we get to that episode, I can take you right through it point by point. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's just uh, let's just dive into this episode, man. Uh, so it opens on John's eye in the forest. Jess, have we seen it open on John's eye yet? You know, I have to imagine that he's like walk about or something. Over I, there think, I think it, about, I, you know? yeah. I think it opened up I don't, as well. I don't know for sure, but I'm taking a pretty uh, solid guess there. And, and I what, think it did. I think I remember. I, I, I think so, too. So. Uh, so, if, John, if, if if we're wrong, though, and wasn't that the third text. episode of wasn't that the it third was the third episode it was. If you count oh. the first two episodes as one episode, otherwise it's the fourth episode. What was the third episode of season two? I wonder. It was. Uh, we only have a Lostpedia around to look that up. Yeah, it might have been a lock episode too. Let's see, season two. Because two of the drift, right, and then orientation, further- orientation. Wow. Yeah. Oh! We cracked the code. <laughs> well, and then there was the other, like episode twenty-two. What? Something happened in that. The first, I can't remember what it was. We talked about it. It was one of those episodes, but it'll never happen again. It was something like very like weird that happened in all three seasons. Well, I guess we'll get to it this season because it's a full season, and it never happens after this season because they never have that high of episodes. So. Wow. All right. So, uh, like I said, he wakes up and he sees Desmond. Um, we only see him like shirtless at the time. Um, but then, uh, he goes and he sees egos, Eagle echoes, Jesus stick on the ground. So he tears apart a bunk and takes, takes it to, uh, echoes church. And then Charlie starts busting his balls and he figures out that John Needs to speak to the island. So, Fuge, if you were Charlie, you know, what would be your first thought about John needing to speak to the island? Some heroin would be nice. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. Oh, you fucking stole my joke. Right <laughs> I'm now. sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I had to throw it in there in case you didn't. I was like, no, no, no. It's my fault for taking a second to compose it. You jumped right on it. it that, that, uh, <laughs> like, man, that joke was obvious. Really that joke was just hanging there. It was like inescapable. I just, I, I had to like swiftly, you know, you know, get. It's so bad. Yeah, no, 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 it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I mean, Charlie does remind him that he hates jo- that John. Uh, he hates him, and then John tells Claire that, uh, or Charlie, that he needs to help him guard him while he sets up a sweat lodge. So, does let me just throw it to you. What do you know about sweat lodges? <laughs> what do I know about sweat lodges? Well, they are uh, rituals devised by many of the indigenous peoples of North America, maybe South America too. Um, for you know, you 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 go on a kind of a spirit quest in them. You you just as John Locke said, you go in there, you in, enclose yourself, and you sweat up a storm in this very hot, steamy environment. And you trip balls and you meet, you know, you answer questions for yourself. I think I would love to do a spirit quest, uh, sweat lodge. Like a dagobah tree. Huh? 
It's like a Dagobah tree when Luke goes into the yeah. tree in Dagobah and has a fight with himself and Vader. He's basically a sweat lodge. All that, like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, future. I'm they, trying to think of an analog for people that have no. That's a really there. good analog. Do they do a really sweat lodge <laughs> in, in uh, Twin Peaks, Future? Yeah, they did a sweat lodge. Thing. I thought they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they something. did one on the Simpsons movie. I mean, it's a very common trope, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a common trope. It's part of the uh, ritual landscape of North America, you know, and 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 maybe other cultures do these too. Actually, I just know them to be kind of um, associated with indigenous tribes. Of, the of the this. sweat lodge itself is like a spiritual journey. I think is is definitely. I don't. I don't want to say unique, but very embedded in the culture of yeah, the Native right, right. American That's, peoples. Yeah. yeah. But even I would, I would love, I, yeah, I would love to do this. I would love to. Let's go do it whenever we all go to LA for go, the finale. I'm sure we can. All right, you know, LA. so you guys were talking about getting together to watch a fucking baseball game or something. I'll blow my brains out before I do that. But if you guys want to have an ayahuasca journey or have a sweat lodge journey, like that, that I'll show up for. I'll get Who out. Who brings the, house. the peyote? Well, not if we have ayahuasca. It's BYOP. <laughs> it's LA. It's probably legal there anyway, right? Well, I was gonna say if we're doing ayahuasca, uh, throwing peyote at it. Is he, are you familiar with the phrase "hat on a hat"? Like, <laughs> what if we what if we uh, uh, do a Patreon episode and we only do it at, after the sweat lodge, or just do it during? That'd be fun. That would yeah, be. I, I, so I, I, you know, I've never done peyote or any of the some of these other uh, more exotic ayahuasca. I've never done ayahuasca, but I've eaten mushrooms plenty of times, and I can, I can't imagine being in a very tight enclosed space while I'm tripping on mushrooms. I've never, maybe it's not, maybe you're not supposed, maybe you don't have to actually take a hallucinogen, but you know, I think, I I mean, you can take a hallucinogen. Maybe you don't have to. I mean, a sweat lodge, I think is just to be, there's no, I mean, it's really just the sweat. It's a sweat. And and, and that itself, the, uh, the endorphins that, that, that get stimulated when you're sweating so much, so profusely. It's, it's your brain like that's making you trip. You don't well, need anything else. It's your brain swelling and dying from the heat, <laughs> but it, you know, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the equivalent to a night of heavy drinking. Uh, yeah. It's not bad. Well, it's <laughs> I all think, the, toxins, I the toxins out. You're good. You're good. I mean, would your wife care if we set up a sweat lodge in your living room? Um, yes, she would. <laughs> she definitely smell. care. Maybe not my bathroom, but living room for sure. Bro, it would stink. Yeah, we would sweat a lot, so that would be gross. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go back to, let's go to this flashback. We go to John, and he's driving a pickup truck, and he ends up picking up a hitchhiker named Eddie. He gets cold. The original Jesse Pinkman. Yes, like, uh, that's all I could think of when I saw that. I, he, I, I almost thought it was Aaron Paul for a second as well. And then I was like, oh, no, it's Jimmy from Shameless. Never mind. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, they get pulled over, find a ton of guns in his truck. So they were all legally purchased, of course. So, Keith, what was your thought when you saw the guns? Did that um, surprise you? Um, kind of, but at the same time... I, I, you you just figured John was up to something. What it was, I didn't know. So so just where in John's story does this take place? Um, that's a good question. I don't I know. This, like this is after Helen. Is this after it, Helen? Yeah, yeah. Before before he loses the ability to walk. 
It's after he his father came back into his life and then left he mentions the life again. The family, I think yeah. he's completely lost and he's trying to find another family. You know that? Yeah, that's what I think as well. Good. Yeah, I always and thought, and I wanted to mention this in the past, like because this episode just kind of it's it's so different from anything we've seen from Locke, like just. You know, and it it just always kind of stuck out. Like, where the hell is this? Is this before? Are we gonna, are we, gonna, are we gonna talk about the airport scene though? We haven't got that far yet. No, oh, I thought that I thought that was part of the hallucination. Well, he hasn't gone to the the he hasn't done the the spirit quest yet. Oh, he yeah. just you said it seems unusual for John, but is this like every story we get of John where he's in some like. Pickle. seemingly happy kind of domestic situation. And then he does something to fuck it all up. Yeah, that's true. But I just meant like the fact that it's, I mean, he's living on a commune, you know, or uh, just seems out of the ordinary. It doesn't seem like the, the John story we know, but you're right. I mean, it's him just screwing up, getting in a good situation and ruining it. Yeah. Having it all. And then just fucking it up. Because he just can't leave well enough alone. Where else did I see yeah. that? Oh yeah, the hatch. <laughs> well, well, I think I'm Jesse. A, yeah, Jesse I'm said it, like kind of kind of right when when you know he's looking for his new family. You know he's he's clearly recovering from this this tragic loss and and he's looking for something to fill the void. And obviously he's trying to he's he's trying to get away from the ordinary. I think on this on this journey of self-healing because whatever was going on back home had not been working out for him. So he needed to escape. I think that, that, that this Which, is where, you he know, escaped. and I think they, they probably built that into the psych, uh, psych profile of, um, I can't even think of his actual name. now. Jimmy from shameless's uh, story. Yeah. Eddie's story where, you know, he's got troubles back home that he's running away, away from and problems with his asshole dad, you know, John's, of course, going to latch on to that immediately. Yeah. And we'll find out. We'll have all that laid out for us later. What were you going to say, Jess? Oh, I'm just, uh, I am not into lock on this rewatch. He's dangerously close to Charlie territory for me. Like, I'm just so sick. I'm so sick of lock. Yeah. Wow. Just, just fucking it up. Is that what you mean? Or, yeah, it's just like every, I just, every aspect of his character, I'm just like, well, they're like you're just you ruin everything that you touch. They're right. undoing him very much. Like he had this like very cool badass take charge persona, and the more you see of his backstory, like the more and more just like loose and frayed every you know thing he touches seems. And he's not good at anything. He fucks everything up. Do you remember at the? Uh... I don't know if it was the finale or the episode before I was saying, Oh, I love John Locke. And I thought he was like the best character in the show. Like that has totally changed for me in the last three episodes. Yeah. I love John was one of my favorites during my first couple watches. He, he's still, he, well, I still like him. I, I, I just think, um, you know, th- this is maybe it's him. It's him at a vulnerable point, but I don't, I don't blame him that much for what happened. I mean, they were really pissed at him for for like he brought the cop to the con uh, to the compound. Well, I mean, yeah, and he blew the hatch up. He 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 got played. Okay, he blew the hatch up. That's true. Yeah. 
But, but, but he, we, 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 what? He got played. I mean, it's everything yeah. he did was through his own action and his own, like, honestly, why'd he pick up a hitchhiker? Why did he, dude, he's got, like, he's up to shady business. Why was he fucking doing any of this stuff? It was raining. He felt bad for the kid. Whoa, and, and, that and dumb. nobody else vets him. Nobody else says, "Hey, how'd you meet him? How did you? How do you know this kid?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh, any friend of John's, a friend of mine." No, like, come no, on, like, that's, that's bullshit. That's yeah. not when you're running an op like that. Yeah, dude. that's like, as much their fault as John. Nah, you background yeah, right. check the fuck out of everybody I, when you bring him onto that farm. I I'm agree sorry. because if it was just a commune, it seemed normal. But when you're running that shady shit, you should, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have some security. Yeah, yeah. It did. So, you know, it's not really 100% John's fault. He got played pretty hard. But at the same time, like, it is 100% John's fault because he could just kept fucking driving and none of this would have been an issue. Yeah. Just mind, mind your own business is the moral of the story. Or just give the kid a ride to the gas station. Yeah, dude. Like, why like, do you have to, like, why do take him fucking, home and like, like yeah, why for him have a home cooked meal and a place to stay and shit? Let him go to the fucking logging camp like he's he supposed was, to. He was living there for a long time. Yeah, bro. He's like, oh, John convinced me to stay here. Like, John, why the fuck are you doing any of this? Let Jimmy go to the fucking log or Eddie go to the logging camp. I mean, I never bought that they were like any friend of John's is a friend of I mean. I also didn't buy their prayer. I thought that was just for show for Eddie, which I guess we'll talk about that later. But well, it's uh, such a great contrast to how they are later. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's so cool about this episode. You see, like at first, I mean, I had no reason to not believe it. I was like, okay, something's probably up here, but whatever, I'll go with it. Yeah. Well, he I was actually pleased. I was happy for him. I was I happy John find a new group. Didn't trust Eddie for a fucking second, though. Did you, Keith? Did you see this coming? Uh, actually, no, I didn't see that coming at all. You didn't think Eddie was up to some shit? I didn't see the cop angle, no. Uh, Eddie was, well, Eddie was. I thought, I thought maybe he was just, he might have been another thief that was willing to scam them out of something. But I didn't see the cop angle. steal his other kidney? <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> well, he stole two lungs. Maybe he needs a lung. I don't know. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the island and the actual sweat lodge and, uh, Charlie criticized John's, reminds him of his uh, zero tolerance policy, uh, which is awesome. So, just which, you know, hold on, hold on. Is it a zero tolerance policy, or is it just, hey, you really shouldn't have a heroin addiction? Well, he did beat the shit out of him. Well, he stole a baby. That is true. <laughs> I, like, I mean, he stole it to baptize it. Does that? He was, they thought they would drown him in the ocean. It doesn't matter. He he deserved that punch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like, it's, like, look, man, we were just talking about doing ayahuasca and peyote and all sorts of other mushrooms and crazy shit like that. Like, I don't have a no drugs policy, but I will firmly say, yeah, dude, you shouldn't get a heroin addiction. Don't do that. Yeah, I agree. Like well, there's there's, there's well, a difference, man. <laughs> well, Jess, do you think Charlie has a point or should he just shut his junky ass up? <laughs> I like that those are the only two options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is great. So I'm all for it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, then uh, John starts his hallucinating and Boone shows up. 
Um, like dude, right away. It takes longer than that. Fuch, how excited were you when the Booner showed up? I um I forgot that he came back. It was very funny. I was like, oh fuck, I gotta deal with this guy again. But <laughs> more, I was just impressed that like one ladle of water and he's tripping balls. Yeah, I didn't understand that. So well, let's talk yeah. about it. So uh, Boone takes John to it looks like the Sydney airport where he pushes him shirtless in a wheelchair, and Boone tells him that he needs to help someone. And he Bro, sees how concerned would you be if that guy was getting on your flight? <laughs> Well, I mean, we see Charlie and Claire and Aaron and Charlie's kind of wearing like a ruffled suit almost, it seemed. And then Sun and Jin arguing and Saeed's behind them and Hurley. Like an old timey British suit. I didn't even really catch it. Yeah. And Charlie uh, Hurley's working the gate, punching in the numbers. Yeah, that's that that was cool. Everybody seemed out of character a little. Yeah, and we heard the we heard the the sound of the smoke monster when Charlie or when uh, Hurley put in the numbers. It was that same sound effect that they used. Oh, that that click a click a noise. Yeah, it was the same one that they used for walkabout. Actually, remember when John was working on his computer? They might as well put the uh, polar bear there as a TSA guy. <laughs> well, we did see Ben Linus working security. And we saw Desmond as the pilot. And we saw Kate, Sawyer, and Jack in line. And Boone tells him that he can't help them not yet. I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, then he tells him to clean up his mess. And he sees Echo's Jesus stick. So, Fuch, is the island really speaking to him? Or is it the peyote or whatever the hell he's taking in there? Um, I don't know what his little mixture actually even was. Is it the um, same but- stuff he gave... Boone, remember he gave Boone. Uh, I maybe but we didn't know what it was then. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so I mean, you've unknowingly touched on a much larger metaphysical question, right? So, when one you know in has a very traditional uh, sweat lodge spirit journey, you know, you commune with the earth and you, you know, become, you know, one and, and reach out and, and commune with your spirit animal. And, you know, there's this whole guide and spiritual awakening, you know, so it's the same question that you just kind of asked me, like, are you just tripping fucking balls or are you actually communing with the earth and your spirit guide? You know, is John actually tripping balls or is he actually communing with the island and, Whatever spirit guide, you know, I guess Boone's his spirit guide in this. This example. the answer is probably yes. He is doing both. It's uh, yeah, but, but, so you know, is the island fucking with him, or is this John's trip, or is it both, both. or is the trip the the channel with which you yeah, allow yeah. your mind to communicate with? I mean, that's that's what right. You know, the the, the American Indians have been trying yeah. to do for fucking millennia, right? Yeah, no, it's, pretty, I, it's pretty neat. I like that they use this device. They used a similar device, I think, in season one when I think Boone, like, I yeah, think John gave Boone. John doses him, right? Same, John yeah, like, yeah, voluntarily, yeah. like, slips him a Mickey. Is that what we said? <laughs> yes. Roofies, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't roofie him. He slips him a Mickey. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, he, 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 he makes Boone hallucinate and trip balls. And uh, now he's doing it. So at least, at least uh, he can, you know, he, he can dish it out and he can take some. So the man makes a mean drug paste. 
<laughs> I know he <laughs> tested out on Boone pretty good, so he knew it worked. I think so. Then, then he must have also been tripping on on some kind of substance that he found in the island. I would think. Yeah, because Boone wasn't in a, a sweat lodge of any kind. That's right. He he wasn't. I I I suspect that John Locke made a hallucinogenic paste out of whatever botanicals he could find or fungi. Well, then we need to party with John more because yeah, I know because I know he's the coolest one, and he and he you know cultivates marijuana. Yeah, bro, you just go this into the a, woods and this guy can make fucking like trip paste. Come on, this is amazing. The coolest guy on the on the yeah, dude. hang out with. You don't want to you don't want to get too deep with him, but you know. But okay, so so yeah, I'm gonna. It's a I'm lot gonna, of work. You don't want to get too deep. Yeah, just yeah. you feel fucking you'll you'll you die in a plane, plane and they'll yeah, yeah they'll cut off your legs with a fucking cargo <laughs> hanger door. <laughs> right, you don't want to go too um, far. I don't want to jump. I, yeah, I was saying I don't want to. I don't want to. Did you notice and did you think it was exceedingly funny that they were concerned about getting arrested by a cop from Humboldt County? Yeah, I I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a different time or this is just inaccurate. But like of all the counties, they knew no, they, they researched it. This was back in 2005 or 2006. So back then there probably was more. Um, you know, vigilance in Humboldt County. But Humboldt County, for those who don't know about this, is like notoriously known for being a, a pot growing hub. A lot of people grow excellent weed in it's, Humboldt. It's like in fact, most of the, I think most of the weed in California that's circulated around California probably is, is Humboldt County. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Dude, the guys like in that Bigfoot documentary? Have you any of you guys seen that on Hulu? The Bigfoot documentary where the guys are growing Bigfoot. weed and they claim Bigfoot like murdered a bunch of weed growers. Have you not seen that? It's, on it's possible that's humble. That sounds like something that would happen in Humboldt. I'm yeah. not saying that yeah, Bigfoot happened, but it's, it's a not, bunch of weed growers. Nah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it sounds like something that a lot of people in Humboldt County would say, put it that way. That sounds like a great way to cover up like your rival drug op murdering your people. Is saying I never finished the documentary. I watched like the first but, two episodes. It was pretty interesting, though. No, but it, it is definitely Bigfoot country. It's very forested. Very so green. that probably is Humboldt then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it is it Bigfoot country? Is that where yeah. the wood apes roam? It's the, it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, bro. There's no goddamn wood apes. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, John then tells Charlie that he's going to save Echo's life, and uh, they find him. They find his cross. And John thinks the polar bear dragged him, so he tells Charlie. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not even saying that there were never any wood apes. Like there may have been a large. There's no fucking evidence that we found. There's no skeletal remains. There's. there's a, I'm not saying that they even never existed. We can't conclude. I'm saying that if they did, surely we they're all dead now. We've deforested. We killed the food supply. We polluted everything. Like there's no fucking way. Everywhere humanity goes. All the large mammals and the and predatory animals die wherever they go. We've been in America for hundreds of years. There's no fucking way there's still Sasquatches. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've seen it's, here. Uh, they, 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 they like to be called Sasquai. <laughs> Sasquai. That's, that's, that's the plural. Plural. Sasquatchum. <laughs> All right, so squetchy, squetchy. So John thinks the polar bear dragged Echo away, and he tells Charlie to go back to Claire. And he tells him that uh, bad things happen to people around him. So 
Jess, looking at loss as a whole, is that true what John says? I mean, you can look at the whole series. Is that true? I think so. I mean, like there's that there's a very definitive thing about good people and bad people. Like you hear that all throughout the show. And, uh, you know, you can, there's a lot of gray area in there and are they good? Are they bad? But I don't think just because people are around John Locke that, that, that they end up like, I think it has to do with him. He's the one that's causing the problem. Well, yeah, but whether he's causing it or not, if you're around me and I cause a problem and your legs get chopped off by a cargo hanger door, like still sucks to like, it still happened because you were around me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So, I mean, is it, or, but then I guess the question is, is he just telling him to get away because he knows that he's going to do something to fuck it up. He's just trying to protect him. Right. I think so. Well, hey, let's get back so. to the to the flashback because uh, some cool shit happens in this next scene. So, uh, John takes Eddie to the compound uh, and he introduces him to Jan and Mike. And Mike is played by the great Chris Mulkey Fuge. Does this actor look familiar to you? Which one? Sorry, Mike. No, Jesse, you know who he is, right? I think I do. No. What? What if uh, I took this domino and creepishly put it in my mouth? Would it then? Oh, God, that was familiar for you. Yeah, that is uh, (laughs) Hank Jennings from uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, God. Uh, No, I no, out of place. I did not even now that you say it. Yeah, but no, no, (laughs) wildly missed that. It's weird because this shows a good 20 years after Twin Peaks. So. Yeah, he aged. Oh, I guess not in fifteen years, not twenty. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was. A, I mean, it's over a decade. I mean, it looks different. <laughs> yeah, he looks older. He looks significantly older. So, and then of course, Mike points out Eddie's shirt. Does who was on Eddie's shirt? Oh, the band. Oh, Joshua Jackson. Ah, cl- close. <laughs> Few, uh, few, who was it? Geronimo Jackson. Geronimo, Geronimo Jackson. Geronimo. We are getting so much closer. So He's much like, closer. Oh, yeah, it's my dad's shirt. I could play that clip right now, but I'm not. I'm we don't, waiting. I, I, I'm waiting. So, wait, wait, so, tell, so who is a Geronimo Jackson fan here? Oh, psh. yeah, right here. Right here. What, what all we need to yeah, get at. I know know Geronimo Jackson has been featured on the show before, but I never was like a big fan of his. So it's not like a, it must be so exciting for you guys to see a reference to him. Geronimo Jackson is only only from the show. No, it's an obscure band from the seventies that like just never got their due. Like they're a real band. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure it's only from pretty sure it's only from the show but uh oh, so next you're gonna say drive shaft was only on the what, show what, what how kind of dare music, you what kind of, what kind of music was drive it's only yeah. from the show it's not real Dust. by the way drive shaft was in alias by the way it's, it's okay, not okay. a real thing they're fucking I, with you okay got it got it got it it's don't believe don't thing. believe his lies does don't believe his lies. It's only <laughs> fucking you have access to it. Could internet. be, it could not be. I mean, they, they reference things that happened in real life, too. Wow. I know, that's, but you, you can go. LA is a real place. 
Hey, you know it's a good uh, good time when Doss is saying things that sound more stone than me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. A, it's not a real band. It's good. It's all good. Okay. How dare you say that? Look them up on Spotify just to be sure, Doss. Uh, let's get a more. Let's get a more. Let's get a better like. The two page spread in the Lost Encyclopedia. Come on! Two page spread in the Lost Encyclopedia. I got all the well, words they, to so they made their own. They made their own CD cover and everything. They made their own album cover. Two pages! Sexy striped shirt girl didn't even get in the damn encyclopedia. I mean, it's not that much work to make an album cover, Doss. Like, fucking just go take a black and white photo of like an alley and have a guy standing in it and, <laughs> and you've got like, that your album cover. That sounds like a sick ass album cover. Right? See it right there. I'm done. I, <laughs> and, 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 and and you're you're like uh, your band name in neon. Yeah, like there, there you go. All done. <laughs> Keith, you have an, an Xbox, right? What? Yeah, absolutely. You need to you have rock band. You need to put rock band in and you can buy Dharma Lady on rock band for uh Xbox. I don't think I, I don't think I have my instruments anymore. Who cares? Just buy the song. Just listen to it. Oh, okay. You have the microphone, right? Yeah. You could just sing. Pretend it's they were just listen to people boo. Oh, what if I what if I sing what if I sing it and we put that on at the one at the end of the one of the podcasts? The Patreon that you keep talking about yeah. that we don't yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. People can hear me sing random karaoke songs. By the way, that was a very nice two-page spread in the official Lost Encyclopedia. You're very excited about the two-page spread. <laughs> very like exciting. Playboy Centerfold or something. Yeah. All right. So then Mike asks John to say a prayer before dinner. So, Keith, I mentioned this earlier, but did you think this was out of place? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Especially because at one point, uh, John says hell of a lot better during his prayer. That's kind of swearing in a prayer. I don't know that that's. Except not that. swearing god's aware of hell yeah but it's not using well, it as the word hell he's not saying please save me from hell he's saying hell of a lot better so that's and we know he's not a man of uh he's faith. not a man of faith he's a man What's of the difference yeah so like that's definitely not his character in my opinion yeah i thought this was really out of place did you what'd you think justice are they pretending to pray for eddie's sake or uh. Yeah, I wondered, you know, if it was performative for him, but I could see them just going along with it. Like they have the the friendly face to they're completely different people, like once they're found out. So yeah, I could yeah, see no, this it, all being fake. It, I, 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 just, I, I think they I think they earnestly pray, uh, you yeah, know, ritualistically at their dinner. And that's how that's how ass backwards this place is. They're drug dealers, but you know, they think that they whoa, are, whoa, whoa, whoa. they grow weed. <laughs> okay, whatever. I mean, they're yeah. they're, they're not fucking they're, they're, okay, they're, they, bricks they of are, coke over the border with the cartel. They're, no, no, I agree with that. They're, but they're criminals. Okay, they're criminals. And in 2005, you know, yeah, they're criminals, but they're God fearing criminals or something. They they they're, they're into this. I, what, what was it? Bro, you think like, Al Capone didn't say grace? Like, come on. A lot of them probably say grace, but what's interesting is the contrast. Like they're they're trying to create this kind of idyllic pastoral community, but it is it, it is fr- like it, it's completely uh, impossible to sustain. It's fraught with problems at the core because they're doing this illicit activity. 
Oh man, utopia is expensive to maintain. It's fake. It's fake. It's a kind of a. It's a facade. Jesse, well, we- it's it's like all paradises, bro. Like That's you've right. got sure. you've got the facade up top, and then the guts and dirt and meat that actually keeps everything running in the underground, and you just kind of hide all that and pretend it doesn't exist because you can't have utopia without the destruction. I mean, w- would you call them a cult? This no, group? there's no religious aspect unless you count saying Grace as. There's no cult of person. They're not worshiping Mike. They're not. They're not all banging each other and and praying to, to you know Mobius or whatever. Just wait like, till Mike puts that domino in his mouth. Yeah, bro, I, I thought it was a little. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. They're not like Branch Dravidians, but they're fucking. They're a little culty. They're 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 like the way. The way so, okay, so, yeah. So I are you familiar with? I guess because are you familiar with the kibbutz? No, no. It's no. it's like a Jewish, um, it's basically a Jewish commune thing where everyone just goes and like you do a little like hippie farm thing. Um, so that's, I, that's know, kind like, of similar to this. Yeah, yeah, and it's not culty. It's not nefarious. It's not no, but, like. But every religion starts out as a cult. So this is kind of like uh, a small, like it's a small. But there's no religious aspect. They're just farming i think you had to have that appearance so that the federal government would be interested in it hence sending the undercover cop in to figure out what was going on like i think that's you know what it boiled down to was oh shit they could be up to some shit so let's go check it out i mean it's 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 a very interesting group of people you know there there's i i thought what makes them interesting to me is is that they're not just pot growers. They're vested in this sense of community. They're trying to create this little idyllic commune utopia. The, to me, that aspect of it makes them a little cult-like. Not they, they don't have to literally be worshiping anybody or or you know following some kind of was, religious thing, program. Like, wanting to have a place where everyone's nice to each other is culty a little bit a little bit culty, right. a little right. bit you know it, it, well it's it's you know the mo the so the, I, I mean i guess i was about to use a very bad example and be like well i guess the amish are in a cult and i'm like oh fuck they definitely are though <laughs> they're, like, they they're really totally are okay they're, they're in a cult they're in a bad example really yes. bad example <laughs> they're in a harmless cult Doss, i totally got the cult vibe as well so i'm with you Okay. Okay. Right. Well, you know, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting discussion because it depends on what you mean. Like cult can, is this just a group of people that are trying to live together harmoniously? Is that a cult? Maybe not. You know, that's a good point. Actually, I don't want to suggest that, but that's the vibe that I got from See, watching to, this. To me, a, a cult usually very distinctly has a leader that is worshipped or viewed to be like above or in commune with a deity or or there's like a very much a cult of personality around the leader of, of, of every cult. And Mike certainly doesn't have a cult of personality surrounding him. He just seems like a business guy. Hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like think of every, every major cult that, that in the, in the, in the history of, I don't know, the last 20, 30 years, 
at, there's a figurehead at the center of every single one of them who has a very, very well, deep, deep cult of personality that those but, members follow. But you're talking about a mature cult. I think what we're talking about is it maybe had a vibe no, that it was no, no, something that every, could begin. Every bludgeoning or blossoming cult always has that central figurehead that people so like swoon around in order for it to grow. I mean, Mike doesn't, he doesn't give off cult of personality vibes. He's just like, Hey, I got a bunch of weed. You guys want weed and money? And people are like, yes. And, and a place to live. Awesome. I'm in, but they're not like, I, I, bro, I'm telling you, I, I just, there's very distinct cult things. I like very distinct items that you need to tick, like you know, check boxes and it's missing too many for this one. Not saying it doesn't give off the vibe, but it's definitely it's missing some key items. If more people live in the same household and are p- trying to pursue happiness, that's a cult. But what about no, generational families? <laughs> like I'm, like, I'm joking. I, I don't like, know. Describe uh, like like half the ethnic families in the, like the tri county area. <laughs> that's everyone. Let's everyone let's, uh, let's go back to the island for a sec. So we go back to the island uh, where John and Charlie. Uh, they continue to look for Echo, and they find what was once the hatch. Keith, you sent a text about that uh, that scene there, the polar oh, bear. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was crazy. Just because it looked like the polar bear was down in the hatch, uh, dancing around with Echo. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, they also see a dead boar, and they get chased by the polar bear. So Jess, let me ask you a question. Uh, did uh, did they retcon the second polar bear because they had an extra cage or was, do you think they always intended to have two polar bears? Uh, I just think it was like an escape hatch. It's like, Oh, we got one. So can we use another one? Okay. We can deploy that now. And Oh, Hey, we're doing the cages. So those two storylines kind of match up. That's all that I, I don't think it's a uh, retcon or anything. Okay. And then, of course, uh, the scene ends with Jack throwing a knife and hitting poor Hurley's uh, canteen. Uh, so, Jack. Or John, yeah, I'm sorry. So, anyway. Uh, so then after a quick scene, couple scenes, we go back to John and Eddie on the compound. And Eddie tells John that uh, all the women on this the compound have daddy issues and asks John why he doesn't talk about his dad. So uh, he sees something being done in the greenhouse. Uh, he tells John that he wants him, whatever they're going to blow up. So, does at this point, I don't know if you were, did you remember that it was a greenhouse? Like, yeah, I remember this episode very vividly. Okay. It sticks out, it's very memorable, and I remember that part of it. What about you, Keith? Did you think it was a greenhouse? Did you think they were growing weed, or did you think they were trying to blow something up? Um, I didn't think they were growing weed. No, I, I was, I was actually surprised by that. So, now do you? Th- I, I- do you think Eddie actually knew it was weed or do you think he seriously thought no, they were I thought doing it, I thought it was just the like they were do they were down to something right I mean they had the guns and and so forth so maybe they just again don't get um future on a rant again I, I think from a government perspective <laughs> they could say there were some culty things going on there and they were investigating it so I don't know if they knew it I think it's it's worth taking a look, but I just think it, it doesn't meet the criteria. Yeah, but my, my saying from a government standpoint, they're just trying to like say, no, this is nothing. 
or it's see, something. But they, see, I don't know, because they already had a whole psych profile on Chan, which means they clearly must have cased a bunch of other members. Yeah, um, I agree. They, they knew they were drugs. They, they, they knew the evidence. exactly what they were going That's what for. I think. And I think he was the, the whole blowing things up. Uh, line by Eddie there was literally a trick to get to, to make John endear, like to endear John to him and be like, oh, oh, silly boy, we're not blowing shit up. Let me show you what we're actually doing. Where if he was like, you guys growing weed in there, he'd been like, no, Eddie, shut up. And like that would have been the end of the conversation. All right, good point. All right, so let's go back to the island. John gets ready to go into a cave and he tells Charlie to go back. Uh, which he seems to only want to stay because John tells him to go. So He's such a fucking child. Uh, John somehow has hairspray, <laughs> and Charlie points out that John has no hair, which is funny. So, Daz, bet you, is this smart for John to do this questing, or is he kind of like forcing it to kind of try and get the island's faith back in him? Trying to go, look, look, I believe in the island. Or do you, do you think he actually? Cares about yeah. Effort. I I think he's on some kind of a mission to get back into the the island, um, the island's good graces or something. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he, he wants to. You know, if I'm John Locke in, in this episode, I'm gonna think like, boy, I near I escaped death. You know, I I have gotten another chance to live life with legs like i'm okay again despite this crazy crazy disaster that just occurred so i would be counting my lucky stars and i'd be just trying to live in peace it's very interesting to me that he goes right back to business he's like nope gotta commune with the island gotta talk to the island so so is that because you know, the, he's like, oh, the island gave me a, like this chance to make it right with it or make it good. Or like, like now I double have to prove to the island that I'm like worthy of this additional chance. Yeah, I have to I have to make up for my lack of. Faith. Yeah, he's, he's got to, you know, you know, people like flagellate themselves and like hit themselves with the whip when they sin to make up for shit. He's got like, like, well, you know, like, why couldn't he speak? Was that him? Was that the island? You know, I think he just got his throat fucked up. But I mean, there also might have been some <laughs> psychosomatic something there where he, you know, mentally had a block on speaking until he worked something out or fucking magic island. Who, who fucking knows? That's <laughs> a- <laughs> so then we go to Hurley, who finds naked Desmond, of course. Uh, we find out that the half the hatch quote, blew off Desmond's underwear, which is fucking awesome. And he asked Hurley to get him some clothes. So, Jess, what do you think Desmond would do if instead of Hurley, he ran across Claire or, like, Nikki or something? Uh, it would have been way more entertaining. Well, I don't know. That big shirt is, is kind of hilarious. It is. I don't know that hilarity would be better. His uh, tie-dye dress is pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then after a quick scene of John in the cave finding a little toy dump truck, uh, we go back to Locke's flashback. Uh, We find out that the greenhouse is indeed housing marijuana and that John screwed up and that Eddie is a cop. So, Fuch, how big of an F-up is John for this? Uh, extremely big F up. But again, like we said, I don't understand how this, this little operation here didn't 
How did it take him six weeks to do a background check on this guy? You know what I just realized? I, I don't. When he got pulled over, I'm just now realizing the whole the cop pulled over the cop and the whole uncle thing, and he was a cop the whole time. I just now put all that together. Do you think that that was part of the ruse to get him pulled over to gain his well, absolutely. trust? Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, it, he, yeah, yeah he, because it, it, he kind of deflects and saying, "There's no way this guy could be related there because they're you know he's it's almost setting boundaries right between the two. Well, again, it's it's another trick to ingratiate and and to endear Eddie and John's eyes, just like the you know. So this is a thing where uh, you oh I'm his uncle, blah blah. And the cop like goes away. Like it's it's all so convenient. Like why would this cop like be you know uh, just sitting there waiting for someone to pick up the hitchhiker? You know what's scary? They got rolled like thirty seconds after he picked him up. What's scary future is I didn't see any of this coming, so that means I would be the guy that would that that would happen to. Uh, You need to um, grow a much healthier distrust of humanity. Yes. I say, bro, you're officially a Gen Xer. I don't know how you trust anything. You're, you're fired as my pot grower. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't, don't don't tell Keith a secret. No more dealing drugs to me. And he can't keep shit. <laughs> All right, so back to John. Caught. Back to John in the cave. We see a bunch of bones of people wearing Dharma clothing, and then we finally see Echo. On the polar bear grabs him, and John makes a blowtorch. Um, and then they free him. So more on kind of this in a second. But uh, then we go to the audience, a.k.a. Hurley, explaining what happened with the hatch by Desmond. And Hurley points out that Desmond uh, didn't implode. So, Keith, why do you think that uh, Desmond didn't implode like the hatch? Do you think that, like Hurley said, that there's something there? Like, why yeah. did his underwear implode, but not Desmond? I have no idea. Is Desmond Honestly. special? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I just watched the Marvel stuff. Maybe he came from the, he's a multiverse uh, Desmond from another multiverse. How if I know? Jesse, do you think Desmond's special? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you could always you he either always has been special or he is now special. That's what I was that's he, where he, my he, question was. Did this cause his yeah. specialness or the, was he, he always yeah. special? The the island chose him to be the one to land naked. So mm-hmm. oh, is it like an is it like an Adam, an Adam and Eve type thing? I mean like the Adam and Eve by the caves naked in the jungle. Keith, you mean like Adam and Eve by the caves? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so. (coughs) Jesse, do you know what the deal is with the people with the Dharma clothes? Uh, What more deal would it be than just random Dharma people got picked off by polar bears at some point? Oh, do you think that's what it is? I guess I didn't think of that, but you think that's what it was? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think it is. It's just tasty bear snacks over... Yeah. Period. I didn't even think of that. So yeah, that makes way more sense. So <laughs> he took his clothes Wait, off after he landed, though. I want to know what just, did you think it was, Gunner? I want to um, hear your version. I cannot say because it'll spoil something that happens yeah. in a future episode. 
Maybe. <coughs> Maybe not. Maybe I have nothing to say and I'm covering it up by saying that. So, all right. So uh, then we go to John and Charlie carrying Echo. So um, before we get into this, Jesse. Really rattling around his bear wounds, too. You, God damn. Jesse has a theory about this. Do you want to share your theory? Or is this not the I, time? I can't. Out? It's not time. I cannot. Okay. We cannot dance around this one. Okay. So remember this so, theme, ladies and germs. Um, yeah, we'll come back to it in a couple weeks. Okay. So John, t- John tells Charlie that uh, um, he tells Charlie about his. You know, can we call it a vision quest? I guess we can call it a vision quest. But he explains that he needs to clean up his mess, which then takes us to John's flashback. Uh, where he's Eddie, he takes Eddie hunting and he pulls a gun on him and he asks him if he knew about John, that John would be driving. So essentially Eddie spills the beans that John was chosen because he could be coerced. So Eddie tells him to lower his gun, that he will not shoot him because he is a farmer and John claims he's a hunter, not a farmer. So Eddie then just kind of walks away like a bitch. Um, <laughs> So, Keith, do you think John has it in him to kill someone? Or is he weak like the cop thought he was? Yeah, um, I didn't actually think John was going to do it because I don't see John as being that type of a, a person. I mean, I don't know. Um, so I, I I totally saw the guy walking away. I mean, that, I, that part did not surprise me. I think the farmer is, or the hunter is a reference to being the person he was with his dad because him and his dad went hunting together. So that's what I thought the hunting being a hunter was just a reference. Correct. To- it's not like he's a serial killer or a hitman or something. So if John needed to kill someone, could he, or would he just Benjamin Linus it and like say manipulate someone else to kill him for him? Um, I think he could, if, if he felt like it was something that, was more meaningful. I don't know if he 100% believes in the cause to kill for that. What will happen first? John will kill someone or John will get killed on the island? Um, I'll say he'll kill someone. What is the difference? Well, I mean, technically, between- he, he, technically he almost tried to kill the entire island by letting the timer go. So no, he's but, already but, attempted but, murder everybody. It, it, I mean, I don't know that hunter means murderer. I think it hunter, it, I, what's the difference between a hunter and a farmer? A hunter is someone, I don't know, that takes takes action, I think. No, a hunter is a stalker of prey. Yeah, a stalker and, of prey. And a, and a um, farmer is a raiser of prey. So as a raiser of plants. You're, you're saying hunting animals is not killing? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying. What? It's not that the metaphor doesn't mean that you're a murderer. It means but you're, something but you're else. Murdering, but you're murdering animals. It's about the mindset. It's about the yes, tracking, right, right. the stalking, the the ability. right. But I'm talking about the literal sense. I think there's a different there's different references. What do you mean? He said that the hunter and murderer are not the same, and I said I think they are. No, they're not. Murder is explicitly different from killing. Well, I, what I what I'm saying, but no, is but that, if you're a hunter and you're hunting deer, is the is the deer really asking? Is he doing anything wrong? 
you're you're technically murdering that animal against its yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. In, in the literal sense, point. sure. In the literal sense, sure. But what I'm saying is that in the show, when they have this uh, these conversations about are you a hunter or a farmer, the being a hunter doesn't mean oh I go out and kill things. It means something else. Like, am I a am I you know the type of person that goes and brings you know I don't know takes the, I to interpret it as takes action for himself, you know, someone that takes initiatives, someone who is not um, a victim, you know, someone who t- capitalizes on other people or something. That's what I thought it meant, um, well, as opposed to farmer. Well, let's move know. on because I find the next scene super interesting. So back to John, Charlie, and Echo. Charlie goes to get water for Echo, and John starts to kind of apologize to him. And Echo tells him that he will find his friends because he is a hunter. So, Daz, let me ask you, why did Echo choose the word hunter? Is that... that, that that's right. That's exactly what we're trying to get at here. Like, so does what Echo does it have mean special to be powers? a hunter? But does Echo have special powers? Is the island speaking through Echo? Is just a, just, just a coincidence. Or is it, Echo it, still... The difference is this. The difference is this, paper. okay? The hunter doesn't wait for things to happen. The farmer is waiting for things to happen. Hopefully the weather is good and my crop will grow and I'm tending to my plants and I'm kind of staying in one place, hoping that things go right for me. Whereas the hunter doesn't wait. The hunter goes out and kills his prey. And I think that's every farmer in America is rolling over right now. Like, bro, you have any idea how much fucking work? Goes into I know. No, I'm don't stop listening to us. Three in the morning, all our farmer listeners. I'm, you know. I don't wait for anything. I got to work my ass. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with farming. But John Locke sees. If, if I had to pick between the two, I'd definitely rather be a farmer than a hunter. But uh, John Locke sees himself as a hunter. And I think, you know, Echo is saying that he's a hunter because John Locke is the type of person that is going to go out and be proactive and do something. He's not going to wait for Jack and Sawyer and Kate to return, hope for the best. He's going to go out and he's going to get him back at at the risk of his own life, perhaps. That's what I think is is exchanged in that conversation. That works for this. Sure. Nice. All right. So then we, we go to Charlie and John bring an echo into the, onto the beach and a bunch of people are there to help, including Nikki and Paulo. And her yeah, this least- was so funny because you mentioned Nikki the other week, and I didn't remember who it was. And then we get to this scene, and they're literally like, I'm like, oh, who's this like hot blonde with the nice Oh, they, they said her name and she had a speaking role? Oh, this must be who Gunner was telling me about the other way. There's oh, no Jesse, chance. they were there the whole time. That's what I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, they've they've been in the the background the whole time yep yep just you just missed them <laughs> and i i disbelieve that there's no way i would have missed those camps <laughs> I, I... <laughs> so hurley starts telling everyone that jack is gone and then uh john gives a nice little speech and it looks like he's kind of taken over as the new leader of the group and then hurley ends it by saying he has deja vu so and that's how the episode ends but jesse what what the hell is Hurley in the deja vu? Do you know? Well, he I thought he was making a direct reference to Desmond uh, being all wonky and t- displaced in time or whatever, and saying that uh, 
John, John was going to go get him. He gave his his great little speech, but he hadn't given the speech just yet. And then Hurley sees the speech and is like, oh, well, deja vu. I already heard about this. And then he's looking at Desmond throwing rocks all confused. What do you think? That's Jess? my read. That's my read on it, dude. Okay. So you don't think there's something more to that statement? I mean, I mean, it ends an episode. They don't usually end an episode on nonsense. Well, but not it's from not Hurley, nonsense. though. Like, that's a big, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a this is a big thing that we'll find out about more later. Mm-hmm. Well, I so- mean, Desmond going all Kurt Vonnegut here and unstuck in time is a big deal, right? Like he seems very disjointed and confused, and, cool. and predicted the future a little bit there. Like that's that's not nothing. That's a big reveal for you anyone. Remember the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah. It's well, establishing that he didn't come out of that explosion unscathed. You know. Yeah, so like what, how, how deep that goes, we'll <laughs> figure that out coming up. Well, speaking of deep, that's my middle name. Dave Deep Dawes. <laughs> yeah. We had a big one today. Someone that's been with us for a long time. They were in that hatch for a very long time. Thick and thin. Him and his buddy spent many hours together just living life. As only a man and a disintegrated pair of underwear could. Desmond's underwear. You had a great run. You're washed in the hatch, dried on a clothesline, worn in a quarantine, and now you're just vapor. If only Desmond could get some MeUndies. None of this would be an issue, but uh, Desmond's panties, we salute you. We'll never forget you. Try to get some lost uh, MeUndies. I'm emotional over here. Well, guys, that is season three, episode three. Uh, you know, Jesse said it before on this, and I believe him 100%. This third season is all about the big risks. And uh, I, this episode is kind of really one of the first big risks of the season, wouldn't you say, Jess? Uh, how so? Well, I mean... Here's your risk in this. I mean, Wearing just a t-shirt with nothing else. Well, there's a lot of fashion risk. There's a lot of weird shit in this episode, man. A, a backstory that kind of is disjointed. I think you get naked Desmond. You get uh, again another episode, pretty much without our three main stars. They've been doing this for a while. I, I thought this was just a. It was fine. Like there was nothing in this one that really kind of like, you know, made me set up or anything other than Nikki and Paulo like that, that really, that really got the cheers going in my living room. But other than that, you know, yeah, fine. Keith, how excited are you about finally meeting Nikki and Paulo? 
excited. Um, I'm more excited to just think that this uh, this whole thing is uh, just. I don't know. You you want you want my latest on where I think the future of this show is going? Please, please, no, please. You that so, question is always open. As in Twin so, Peaks, it gets answered. It gets asked the future every episode, and every episode is answers. I don't fucking have a clue. Fucking no idea. Stop asking me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So so my latest is um, I'm thinking Desmond um, is it's it could it could be another Desmond like whether it's a time portal or some type of warp and that's also where the polar bear came through because that came through at the same time and it probably came in there do you think that's the same polar bear skeletons well i mean there there was other polar bears so maybe it was in the cave maybe it came back and forth could that be desmond's skeleton could be yeah do you think that's the same polar bear from before just through the portal well, the one got killed, but it could be one through another portal, yes. So you think I mean, that, that could be the same exact I played one? the... What's that? You think that's the same polar bear? Um, it could be the same polar bear, but a different one, if that makes sense. If you are if if you believe in time travel, you can have the same one come multiple times and be different. Now, Jesse, when does the Via Adomos game or whatever that's called, when does that take place in the storyline? Is that now? It's, it's after season three, I think. Oh, okay. But I do just want to kind of put a stake in the whole polar bear portal theory for Keith. I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we actually get that answer, to be honest. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, up, down, what do you guys think of this episode? Right in the middle. It's very, it existed, didn't really progress the plot much, but... Better than the Glass Ballerina? Uh, Do you not believe that it was uh, It was very trippy because we were talk- talking about all the hallucinating and, and I don't know, I just feel like to me it was yeah, one of the I more guess trippy I, episodes. I liked it better than Glass Ballerina because there was more drug use, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I kind of like that. It made it kind of like an ex, ex, fun show episode to watch. Feels like a you know a little departure from the usual. But yeah, there's a lot of drugs on Lost. There's a lot of drug use and references to drugs. So, but just, I, I think because we didn't have to see the others, and it was kind of like that first showing of them in that aspect it just made it seem like i don't know much more relaxed to me yeah it was like a very slow paced episode kind of sleepy it's a very sleepy episode so uh next week jesse um is next week the episode that the clip from our opening is that next week's episode or is the week after i think it might be the week Uh, after yeah, I don't I don't know off the top of my head what the next episode is. You guys want to know? You want to know whose episode it is? Sure. You're going to be disappointed, Fuge. Always. It's a Sawyer episode. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Ooh, I'll look forward to this. <laughs> so yeah, only week. if there's only if there's little Sawyer. I think it's I want to say it's the week after. 
And then the week after yeah, that, full frontal nudity with Sawyer. All right. And then the week after that, we find out, I believe that Mr. Friendly throws like a girl. I think it may, maybe it is next week. Cause they kind of set it up. And if you remember what happened last week, that happens there too, right? I'm so twisted around. I don't know what the hell I you're talking no about. Fucking clue you're talking about. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But we yeah, already so know Mr. Friendly throws like a girl because of, you know, we've been talking about it for yes, two that, years. But that so. happens in like two weeks. We actually see yeah. him throw like a girl. I'm glad. I'm glad it's not just me that's lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, uh, any final comments about this episode? Old Bear Portal. Right. Yeah. Down. Polar bear portal. <laughs> All right. Well, then next week we will be back with uh, a Sawyer episode called Every Man for Himself. So looking forward to that. Keith, you're still on the Sawyer train now. You've been converted like the rest of us. Yeah, he's about locked for sure. Alright guys, wide open mic that net is where you can find us. We will see you next week. Love you all. Peace. Keith, you look fucking fried. <laughs>